Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose. So call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, we got stuff to talk about today, as always. Not the least of which is last night's Raw going head-to-head with two Monday Night Football games, an in-your-face edition of Monday Night Raw. We're about an hour away from knowing how this did. And I don't know the answer. Had a lot of predictions about what the number's going to be. They, they loaded the show up. I couldn't help but notice that when they went off the air, they got, like, nothing for next week, as usual. I'm sure around Thursday or Friday they'll realize that there's football every week and they'll they'll add some matches. But as it as it stands, I mean, somebody on the board yesterday said, it might have been Fontaine, actually, who's a very smart guy, but I couldn't understand this comment. He believes that there's a chance that, like, AEW's going to catch up to Raw in, in 18 or 34, 18 or 49 or something. I can't remember what it was, but he basically said that, that yesterday was their best opportunity. I think that's crazy. They're going to have opportunities throughout all of football season. There's going to be big games. There's going to be all sorts of things happening. I mean, we don't even know what the decline of WWE is going to be without football from September through January. I mean, they could continue to have a decline based on the programming not being great. And on top of that, you've got football. I think they got chances from now until January for AEW to beat them in, in certain demos. So anyway, we'll see what the show does. We're we're going to get those numbers here in about an hour. But if you want to talk about Raw, you're welcome to do so. A lot of stuff happened on the show last night. And I want to mention here at the top of the show, because we talked about this yesterday with, with Dave, Mickey James is apparently fine. There was a match last night, and in the middle of the match, Mickey James is going for a cover, and the referee stopped the match. And Mickey, like you can see in her face, she's just flabbergasted. And turns out the referee screwed up. We'll tell you a little bit more about that after the break. Talk about the rest of Raw. Talk about tomorrow's AEW and NXT. Lots to get into. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. And now today's rust-eating tip of the day, presented by Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. You're all set for a quick tire rotation until you have a rusted-on wheel. Coat those lug nuts in penetrating oil, let them sit for a few minutes, and you'll have them off in a cinch. Now give a generous spray into each mounting hole, place a 2x4 on the outer edge of the wheel, and smack the wood with a mallet, just enough to create some braking force and vibration. Repeat if necessary. And now a word from Free All. Stop wasting your time struggling to loosen rusted nuts and bolts. Start using Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. Free All spreads deep into rusted or frozen parts to help release tough bolts and washers. Its formula delivers three times more lubricant. That means less sprays, less torque, and less time than any other penetrating oil on the market. It's even silicone free. Professionals have trusted Free All Deep Penetrating Oil for over 40 years. Now it's your turn. Get Free All today at AutoZone, O'Reilly, and Nash. Look for the silver can. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Right in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So as I noted in the opening segment here today, very weird moment last night on Raw. So Mickey James is wrestling Asuka, which I thought was a very good match. Apparently Dave thought they messed up a lot of stuff. Where's everyone else fall here? Am I, am I in the minority or am I in the majority? But anyway, I was enjoying the match, and... Asuka does his flying arm bar into the Asuka lock. And one of the things I liked about the match is that they just, what was one near fall after another? 
And, I mean, usually, you know, we have so many of these two-minute-nothing women's matches on Raw that, you know, they were giving Mickey a lot. And Asuka finally goes for the Asuka lock, and I thought, my God, it's over. What a good match. But then, Mickey rolls back into a cradle. They're going to do another near fall. So, she rolls back. She's cradling, or she's not cradling her, but she's basically holding her down. And the referee should be counting. But instead, he waves the match off. And Mickey falls back, and her eyes are wide. She looks right at the referee. She's in the Oscar lock, and she puts both of her arms out like, What are you doing? It's like an MMA fight. When when the referee stops the fight and the fighter who lost the match can't believe that the referee stopped it. So there's confusion. The announcers don't know what's going on. The Zoom audience is booing. And the referee's saying something to Mickey, which I couldn't hear, by the way. And then he goes over and he tells the ring announcer that the winner of the match is Asuka because Mickey is unable to continue. I was like, what? I went back and I watched it again and I watched it again. Uh, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what happened. I mean, I, I knew that there was like no way this could be the finish because Mickey, I mean, she's practically in tears afterwards, which I guess would have played into the storyline that it might be her last chance ever, but she looked she looked mad. And then they roll outside because they're going to do an angle, and the referee's on the floor with Mickey for a while, and they're just talking. So as it turns out, the referee screwed up. And I don't have a lot of details. I was just told by, like, three different people that the ref screwed up. What I think happened, I think that the referee thought that Mickey was injured. And so he waved it off when, in fact, she wasn't injured. I think that's what happened. So it, it's, I mean, you got to be, it's safety first. And if the referee thought she was hurt, I mean, I guess you could say that he made the right call. I mean, I don't know what he thought happened because as I'm watching it, I mean, she doesn't look hurt at all. They're doing their spots. They're doing their match. But that's what happened. I seem, I could be wrong. I feel like this referee has has botched several finishes over the last couple of months. Again, I would rather you erred on the side of caution. But there does seem to be a track record here. I could be wrong. But anyway, that's what happened last night, so... That was that was the one thing I wanted to get out at the start of the show here today. And the rest of the show was the rest of the show. They they loaded it up going head-to-head with NFL. They loaded it up over the weekend, as we noted. I think they had one big match announced last week, which was the champion versus champion match. I guess they might have done Asuka versus Mickey James, but they, they'd given Mickey no credibility, so it's not, not like that one counted. But the, the cage match, the Keith Lee-Seth Rollins match, which, by the way, had no finish. Every idea that we came up with for the finish, they just had, uh, you know, retribution. The group that calls themselves Revolution run in. That was lame. And now, as far as I know, we got nothing announced for next week, which I even know is going head-to-head with football again. So I'm sure they'll announce some stuff on SmackDown. But there you go. Mike, what do you think of this Raw show? Uh, yeah, yeah, about 16 more weeks of football to go. And uh, we'll see how they do there. But... Uh... Uh, you know the the funny retribution already being instilled as I mean there's ten of them and they're they're fighting the hurt business and I'm not saying they didn't have the number situation on the hurt business obviously they did I'm not sure you know if they were doing a a really good job 
Uh, letting the people at home know, though, that they are, are here and they're ready to wipe out the entire roster. I mean, they just, I don't know. I, I, I guess it could pile on retribution. I'll just have to see going forward what they do with it. But it just seems already like we are at sub-Nexus levels uh, already going into, you know, before the thing even gets off the ground. But we'll see how it goes there. Raw Underground, is this, I, I'm not sure how this does you know with quarterly ratings maybe there's a obviously there's a reason that they're keeping it around but i'm not even against the concept at this point but how they go about throwing to and from it who they decide to use in it oh bro which just is just thrown up in the air how shane comes to make these decisions on how you stop fights and how you promote fights it's just like it has absolutely I mean, there's absolutely no thought behind it seemingly whatsoever other than this is going to be a segment on the show and it's probably going to be pretty fun for everybody to kind of to, to film. Other than that, what is this and what are you doing? Dude, I should set a timer for one minute for myself, which I'm actually going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to set a timer here because I know that you guys are, are absolutely sick to death of hearing about this. But I'm going to complain about it till the day I die. Here's a timer. One minute to rant. I'm so sick of how Raw and SmackDown do their commercial breaks. Dude, I'm so sick of it. They cannot do these commercials to save their lives. The the, the match starts, we go one minute, we go to commercial, we come back and someone's getting beaten on. A minute of wrestling before the commercial. Dude, have the people come down to the ring, go to the commercial break, come back and ring the bell. Why can't we do that? Every segment they do, whether there's it's an interview segment, whether it's a brawl that starts backstage, whether it's it's something, it's like in the middle of it, they go to commercial. Last night, Michael Cole's talking, and they went to the commercial break in the middle of him talking. I hate this. <laughs> 47 <laughs> seconds. I'll stop it there. They, like, get you your go. act together. My last 10 seconds. Get your act together. Figure out how to do these commercial breaks where I can actually watch the show like a normal person. You know who used to do to the back, to the commercial? Impact. Mm -hmm. Impact they did that for years, and it sucked. It sucked on that show. It ain't no better on this show. I'm done. Cesaro jumped on Angelo Dawkins to start to match, which went uh, a minute and 45 seconds before they ended up going to break. The match ended up going about 9.30 in full. What else did we have? I mean, just to, as an example of exactly what this was, uh, as soon as... Uh, the match began between Cedric and Ricochet. They immediately go outside. That one actually makes its way. Let's see. That after less than a minute, that that went to break. Uh, and this was the same thing. And that's one of the reasons that I actually liked the Asuka and the Mickey James match was we actually got like 11 and a half minutes. We actually got some time for that match until the unbelievably unglorious ending that it had, which was completely ridiculous. I mean, other than... You know, it's. I guess it could become a gimmick. It's the second week in a row we had a referee screw up to the highest of proportions where they felt as though they needed to have a rematch. I mean, that's at least what the excuse was to have the Ricochet and Cedric Alexander match. They may have had that anyway because of the way the angle is going, but they at least had an excuse for it. Maybe they pulled that out and they allowed that for Mickey James for the pay-per-view or for something like that. But, yeah, that was that was just absolutely bizarre. And the one person that you didn't mention was Asuka. I mean, it was all literally all over Asuka's face that something went south with that. She had that, you know, very uh, unhappy, grumpy face 
uh, as the referee was raising her hand up. So that referee seemed like he was having a night. He looked like he was having trouble raising the women's title belt before the match. He looked a little constipated trying to figure that one out. And I can understand why, considering he's the referee that held the WWE championship belt upside down one time. So it looked like a, a big M standing there. So uh, he's had his experiences and it was just another experience of Raw on Monday night. Dude, I know I said I wasn't going to rant more, but I got to make another comment. Buddy of mine the other day, he's watching Dynamite, and he goes, oh, man, Brian, Young Bucks made their entrance. They went right to commercial. Is that what Dave said? Dude, I don't care. Fine. Go Having everyone do their entrance, then going to commercial, then coming back and ringing the bell is a billion times better then having everyone come to the ring, start the match, you go one minute and go to commercial. Yeah. I hate that. Back in a moment, Observer Live. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man-age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man-age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad. 
for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right, honestly, this is the last thing, okay? Somebody on Twitch was like, ah, people are just used to the way WWE does things. If you're new, I've been watching WWE shows, and I watch them to this day, so I'm not, like, misremembering something. I watch Saturday Night's main event every Sunday, unless there's a pay-per-view. I watch the Retro Raw Every single Tuesday, unless there's some extenuating circumstance. WWE didn't do this until recently. This is a new thing. These Saturday night's main events, like, they went out of their way to make sure you didn't miss any of the action. They didn't go a minute and then go to a commercial. And in fact, they did the thing that Vince did for, like, three weeks earlier or later last year or whatever, where he didn't want any wrestling during the commercial break. So every match... There had to be something goofy that happened, so they would throw you to commercial. They did that in Saturday Night's Main Event, 1987-1988. But the difference was, the show was 90 minutes, and it was like every three months. So you only saw it very occasionally. You didn't see it six times in a three-hour show. Thankfully, they dropped that. But the point is, the the Raws from 97, 98, the, the glory period, they never did this. Now they do. You know what I noticed about what they're doing nowadays? We got record low numbers. And obviously there's a lot of reasons for that. But my point is, what they're doing to try to keep you from turning the channel, it ain't helping. It's not making things better. And as a viewer, as a fan, taking off my reporter hat, as a fan, I hate it. I would stop watching it. It's so irritating. That and the zooming the camera in and out and the camera shaking when Retribution runs in. Dude. And you wonder why we're at record low numbers. That's one, it's not the reason, but it's one of a million reasons that people get irritated and they stop watching this show. Just show me the damn matches. Show me the matches with a camera that's not shaking and not zooming and not going to commercial. It ain't that hard. They used to do it. Every other promotion does it. That's an interesting excuse. Um, People are used to them doing it. People are used to alcoholics drinking. Doesn't mean it's a, a good thing, you know. know people are people, used to the pandemic right now. You know it definitely ain't a good thing. What you also do is, well, instead of you know, if they're worried about, well, people, if you you do the introductions, that people are going to turn away and then they won't come back for the match. So we got to. Well, then your the product match. sucks. Hold on. Well, exactly. Well, you got to hook them with the match, and you got to hook them with the dive, and then they'll stick around. No, if that's your mentality, then what people, what evolution, because. I, I call me crazy. I believe in evolution. Uh, you know, the evolution of things is people then, okay, maybe they just wait till they see the dive and you go to commercial and then they just turn it. I mean, so like there's your, that argument goes out the door. And from what we've seen when it comes to raw and SmackDown ratings, especially raws ratings over the last couple of years. Yeah. You know what? They figured out a way to tune out. So I don't think that that's the best excuse in the world is, well, people are used to it. People are used to a lot of things. Listen, I got a show. It's called Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline Broadcasting. It's on Twitch, and it's on the Mightier 1090 AM, okay? 
If I gotta do a bunch of dumb gimmicks to keep you from switching the channel, then my show sucks. That's it! Fix your show, and then you don't have to do these stupid gimmicks. Now, trailer for the second season of The Mandalorian dropped today. Says a gimmick. Featured a familiar face to wrestling fans, Sasha Banks. She will play an unspecified part, but there is speculation that her character will be a Jedi. A Disney Plus property. The Mandalorian is set in the Star Wars universe. Is she allowed to work in another universe? I guess so. Banks tweeted the trailer today confirming her role. Met Men nice. Podcast reported her involvement back in February. Those guys on top of their game. Season 1 was nominated for a primetime Emmy. Was Raw? I don't think so. I wonder if, like, on The Mandalorian, like, a big battle breaks out between, you know, the Jedi and the Empire or whatever, and then they just go to a commercial break. Like, right when it starts. Like, okay. they everyone turns on their lightsabers, and, ah, oh, all of a sudden we're in a commercial break. The longest-running episodic show on Disney+. Plus. And you know what else? I watched, like, the, the last three Star Wars movies. You know what I don't remember? The camera's zooming in and out and shaking in the middle of fight scenes. Let me let me let me ask you a question here. Uh, is this Sasha Banks doing this, or is this Mercedes Verando or whatever her name is? This Mercedes doing? You this? You think she's going to cut this... bad heel promos as part of her role? I don't think no. so. I'm asking you if this is Sasha Banks making this appearance as. You know what I mean? Or in this universe? Or is it is it Mercedes doing this? Is this something I'm literally sure outside the Mercedes. WWE universe? I'm sure it's probably Mercedes, but I don't know. Okay, I'm just curious. Oh, by the way, speaking of trailers, the trailer for Corner Gas Animated Season 3 dropped yesterday, Sounds which like features what? Lance Storm and Bret Hart. Get out of here. Lance finally made it to Corner Gas. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. But it's the animated version. Still, it's even Which better. I'll bet does not go to commercial right when the action starts. When I think animated, if I there think is Lance any Storm. action, I can't believe you just said that. What are you gonna buy? It? You're gonna get it. You're you you putting bad thoughts in his. Stop that! You're stirring things up. You're talking about not being. You don't dare be a gimmick. By the way, nice shirt. According. Oh, by the way, speaking. of You're shirts, gonna make fun of my shirts, dude. Come on. I just want to point this out. I. <laughs> Do you have two track suits or just the same one? You're like Oliver Cop. Did you buy, like, like, a hundred versions of the exact same tracksuit and I you just do. wear them every day? When I'm old school like this, I got a couple pair of black and white superstars, the shell top the same way. You just, you got to make sure you got to have a crisp, fresh black and white Adidas tracksuit when you need one clean at your disposal. But that's not important right now. What is important is, did you see Aaliyah Mysterio's Givenchy shirt? You know how much one of those things costs? $455. Do you know much means, Rey Mysterio has made in his career? Well, that's the thing is, at least Rey Mysterio has been able to hold on to his money. I am so used to seeing people on Raw who are just broke as hell and happy to be there and needing jobs because their strip mall went under. Dude, it's better than, like, Miro showing up in Gucci pajamas, which are pajamas, it's but they're, like, they're worth about $6,000, but you look at him and it's like, could you put some clothes on for this appearance or something? That's a... Uh... Better than what Big Viscera had on. You think they? We're beating him on Twitch now? right now, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out there. Hey, oh, now you're looking for the fight. Look at you. Post wrestling reported: Dio Madden, Mia Yim, Shane Thorne, Mercedes Martinez, and and Dijakovic were the members of of the group that calls themselves Retribution. I gave you three of those names a, a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, you know mm -hmm. it was very obvious who Dijakovic was there. It was obvious Mia Yim was there. I, I figured, and I was correct, that the reason that Mercedes lost 
the cage match and then filed the restraining order against uh, what's his face, Robert Stone. Robert Stone is she's what's, what's she so upset? She's about? She's getting called up. I mean, like Dijakovic, I could see he, he's always been in Keith Lee's shadow, and we got to see how they play this. You know, Deal Madden was left for dead when Brock Lesnar laid him out, and nobody he he valiantly came to Jerry Lawler's aid, and then they dissed him. Uh, Riddick Moss, you know, he keeps getting a little bit of something. He's out there fighting every single night in, in Raw Underground, even when the cameras aren't there, maybe. And that's the reason for him. But, like, what is it for Mercedes? You decided to get involved in a craptastic Well, hold on. Here's the problem. No, you're, you're looking at it the wrong way. It's nothing personal with any of them. Their issue is that they were in the performance center and they were, I guess, treated as second-class citizens or whatever. Which is preposterous when you look at like Dijakovic or whoever, but say, that's yeah, the I mean, storyline. Like they were, they were left behind in the performance center. They had to take these stupid promo classes and then cut promos totally differently. All that kind of stuff. That's what so, they're mad about. So, like everybody else. Yes. I mean, if you looked last night, I mean, there were like fifty members of Retribution. So apparently, like everybody in the performance center hates WWE, but only five of them are gonna, you know, get to work exclusively on Raw. Don't look at me, dude. Wow. Let's do some of this this feedback here. I think we'll we'll probably just uh anyway. Last night the Hurt Business were the biggest baby faces in the company, not only being the defenders of Raw at the end, but going four versus thirty and keeping up against them. I know. They worked so hard to get the Hurt Business over as a heel group. They worked so hard to get Cedric's heel turnover. And then they just have them come out as top baby faces at the end of the show. Well, in their warped mind, this is, and this is going to be dated, but, I mean, it's timeless. The Von Eriks, the great good guys, I guess that's the universe of WWE. You have the big bad guys in Retribution. They're like General Skandar, Akbar, Devastation Incorporated with all those guys. But then you have the fabulous Freebirds, and they're out doing their own thing. They're for hire. They're nasty. They're this. They're that. And that's the hurt business. And I think in their their world where everything is just literal shades of gray, you know, whether it be charcoal or, or faded white, they are in their mind that this is, I think, what they're doing. I assume that's what it is, at least, because I don't think there's any real intention, at least in their world where the the hurt business are, are truly good guys. They're just there. In fact, they're not even doing this for for noble reasons. They're doing it to protect their own interests and to make some money. This person here says, Brian, do me a favor. Before a commercial break today, can you please be in the middle of some important point and it just abruptly cuts to whatever ad sports byline has? No, you see, my friend. No, you see, listen. Listen. Bastards. Okay. Hmm. When Mike here goes on a long ramble with a question for a guest and he leaves him like 10 seconds to answer and then we immediately have to go to break. You know what I do? What do you do? I apologize. Because it's bad radio to do that. Do you understand? No, they what? do it for every commercial break to keep you coming back. Hmm. Okay, th- but it's like, it's bad. I would never be in the middle of a rant and Dom would just cut to commercial. That's horrible radio. I would never say, now I'm going to tell you. Who is going to main event wrestle oh, somewhere in a commercial? That would be horrible radio. I'd be bad at my job if that happened. They do that before wrestling. every break. Paul Harvey's rest of the story was all in one take, except for that little Oric ad that would be. In yeah, what if he was like, and now the rest of the oh, uh, Gary Gold Butter, your favorite butter. That would be stupid. That would be bad radio. Though. 
Calvin, Irish. It'd be bad TV, too. And I watch it every Monday. Stop with the ad gimmicks. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Auto Parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. A couple of those Twitch homies there said, ah, they should have cut the commercial right in the middle of Brian's rant. That would have been funny. No, you know what it'd been? It would have been, it would have been bad. Yeah. And you know why that never would happen? Number one, don't even think about it, Dom. Number one, because I would never time a rant so poorly 
because I don't suck at my job. And B, Dom would never cut to a commercial in the middle of a rant because he's not bad at his job. Doing things like that means you're bad at your job. When you do it by design, it means you're purposely bad at your job. Just remember, everybody. I will never give up on this until they stop doing it. Just because something is funny doesn't mean it's good. Back in the day, Bruce was in charge of putting the show together in Gorilla since Vince was an announcer or an on-air talent. Now it is a 74-year-old Vince saying when to go to commercial. Yeah, obviously this is all on Vince. I mean, I blame Kevin Dunn to a degree because, like, quite frankly, if you're if you're like the if you're the the highest-ranking director, producer, whatever. I mean, dude, if it sucks, tell the guy in charge this sucks. Tell him why it sucks, and tell him why you're not going to do it anymore. But I'm sure Dunn is on the same page as Vince, because they keep doing it. Speaking of production, and I know this isn't much for the radio. This is more for the, the Twitch homies and homets and everybody that catches these streams later on. But uh, what happened to your gimmick uh, with the, the two-camera set? Why are we not flashing back and forth? Is that is that? That's causing... not on me. That's on Jared. Jared Maybe he doesn't like that other sick? angle. Oh, look, we're on it right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, just just saying there. I like how you always just immediately throw somebody else under the bus. I didn't throw him under the bus. Are. I put him over. I said he's the guy in charge, and he doesn't think it's a good oh, angle. You got to ask Jared. You got to ask Tony. Like, always throwing it to somebody you else. Have to you got to ask you. Mike. I can do it. Oh, got to ask Sam. Never, do you? I know the answer, but still need to ask. Do you think they'll ever explain why Alistair Black started to hate Kevin Owens out of nowhere, but apparently does not care that Seth and Murphy tried to blind him? That's from mm. Preet. Well, I mean, I was reviewing SmackDown with Filthy Tom yesterday, and he didn't like the Bailey segment, but I did like the Bailey segment. And I liked it because, for whatever you think about it, she had an explanation for why she attacked Sasha. And part of that explanation was, I never liked you, I used you. And I knew that at some point you probably were going to turn on me, and so I jumped the gun and I turned on you first. Great. Whether you like that explanation or not, at least they had the decency to give us an explanation for why Bailey did what she did. We have no explanation for why Alistair Black turned on Kevin Owens. Which, by the way, reminds me of last night, if I can find it here. Oh, there was a Sarah, Sarah Schreiber with Mickey James asked, quote, what emotion fills you? That was the first good one. And then later we had, where is it here? Sarah was with, uh, was with Kevin Owens. I can't remember. It was another wacky one. Oh, here it was. She wants to know if Kevin Owens knows why Alistair Black formed a personal vendetta against you. Dude. Nobody talks like this. Sarah doesn't talk like this. No human does. And you wonder why the show is struggling. Because it's so unreal. The Mandalorian is set in another galaxy, far, far away. And there's, I'm sure there's aliens on that show. I mean, whatever you want to say about Yoda, I mean, the way Yoda talks to me is far more realistic than the way these people talk on WWE. And he's got his grammar all upside down and backwards. Ranting you do. Yes! That makes way more sense to me than what emotion fills you. Spite. You wench. I like Sarah. 
I like Elise Wick, but the, the reality is, look at her on SmackDown on on, on Friday night. It took I one said, week for her to be a robot. Yeah, and I mean, this is a woman who's been in television now forever, you know. And it's like, you know, she what did what did she say? It was uh, the the first sign is, or what did they say is uh, the the talking about the injury to Jeff Hardy and him falling out, where it's like her. Why go back and watch that? Her describing that because I can't do it any justice. Where she brings up and it may be dehydration, and it's like how it just who? Why are you doing this? I mean, it's amazing how Charlie and Renee have been. You know, they were able to actually survive for so long, and Charlie continues to survive with what they give them because they make everybody who's in these positions look and sound like idiots. And you know, what's kind of funny too, or kind of sad, depending on how you look at it. But I had a couple of people, I heard this after the fact, but I didn't even realize for the longest time last week that Tom Phillips wasn't there. Michael Cole was there and he was there again tonight. And I wonder how many people actually even really noticed that Tom Phillips was gone, especially last week. And they didn't really point it out as much as they did at the beginning of the episode this week. This person here says, why wasn't Alistair Black blind in the underground? In the underground? He wasn't blind last night having a match with Kevin Owens. But earlier in the show, he was walking around with an eye patch on. It's like, what? He went from blind to not blind in like two segments. And then this person here says, the ref thought that Mickey was tapping out. Dude. What? Where? I, I mean, maybe you're right, but I mean, no. I hate to break it to you, but it's fake. And every match I've ever done in my lifetime, the referee came up to me before the match, and the very first thing he said after introducing himself was, what's the finish? And we tell him the finish. I mean, he thought the finish was she was going to tap out in the middle of pinning Asuka? I guess maybe. I believe he thought she was hurt. And I'm I'm pretty confident about that from what I've heard. But no one's told me that specifically. But I'm pretty sure he thought that she was hurt. That sounds like, and I hate to say it, and I hate to sound so cynical, but that just kind of comes across as a safe thing that people aren't going to jump on. Well, I thought she was hurt. Well, okay, then, then maybe you did the right thing. At what point did it seem like that? Because she didn't scream, didn't make noises. It seemed like she tried the reversal. And then when Asuka pulled her back, where, where there was no jerky motion there was no you know feeling that she separated her shoulder or dislocated an elbow any of that stuff so i don't know if something was said when oscar was doing the the flying uh arm bars maybe something was said there or but i when it came to the actual finish that made absolutely no sense. You can tell, obviously, again, by the way that Asuka, Mickey, and the announcers all responded that, that something was seriously wrong there, or at least, you know, wrong in on this. I shouldn't say seriously wrong after Ivar last week, but, you know, that something was amiss there. Man, if he thought Asuka was hurt, Mickey would be the new champion right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Actually, then, then how do you play yourself out of that? We saw. Well, she wins know, the title two- next week. Well, impact that would impact. Uh, AEW didn't do a very good job when they had to, you know, go on the fly with the Matt Hardy thing. I mean, Matt Hardy could have lost that match, you know, and it was, it was his career was on the line. Oh, like it's pro wrestling, and you can't figure out a way, especially with Matt Hardy with ninety five different personalities. You could have gotten your way back out of that. That was no excuse. And there's no excuse with WWE. With these referees, they used to say, call it as a shoot. And I guess they have so many people yelling at them in their ear or they're so scared for their jobs or whatever it is. But go back to calling it like a shoot. He did. He thought she was hurt, and so he called for the bell. And he stopped the match. I I don't know. But, again, I I don't even see where that was – 
how is that calling it like a shoot? She didn't verbally tap. She didn't. But he thought she tap. was hurt. Wait, okay, I guess. I mean, where? Where? where I don't know. I don't know what it was. was Maybe thought. I mean, he could have thought that she had a concussion. He could have thought that she dislocated something. He could have thought anything. He thought that she was hurt, and so he stopped it. That's calling it like a shoot. A hundred percent. That's I, what you should do in a fight. Well, then usually you have somebody actually saying what it was. Then you have these people. Well, they kind of well, did. They said she was unable to continue. That's not saying a damn thing. And again, that sounds like a cop out excuse when you say, well, I'm trying to look out for their best interests. I thought they were hurt. Okay, well, what was wrong? Can somebody find that out too? Did anybody ask that backup question to, to whoever it was? Okay, that's cool. We thought it, you know, she was hurt. What was it? I don't know. But Maybe I somebody know should ask that. Somebody ask that. This person says, do you think Lana being pinned in one minute and being slammed through a table had anything to do with Miro showing up in AEW? The one thing that I thought had to do with him showing up in AEW was when they immediately had Angel Garza hitting on her in the back. I was like, boy, this is WWE. This is WWE right here. This person here says, the camera shaking and constant cuts during the final segment last night were nauseating. Literally nauseating. I know. This person here says, hoping you can... (laughs) Put over AEW for making a storyline angle out of the Matt Seidel botch. It was super creative and made sense. I did. So Dave demanded I watch BTE last night. And it was pretty good. But by far the highlight was they do this this segment backstage. And the Young Bucks and Kenny are putting together the Casino Battle Royal. Because they get to, you know, they're they're in charge. So they're making a list of who goes in when, who the, the wild card is going to be, etc. So Michael Nakazawa walks in, and he wants to know where he is in the Battle Royal. And they start laughing. They're like, dude, this is this is going to be on pay-per-view. Like, we want people to buy the show. And, not, and Nakazawa's kind of, huh? And they say, oh, well, you know, we're already filled up anyway. So he says, who's going to be the Joker? They're like, we're not going to tell you. It's a surprise. He goes, no, tell me. I won't tell anybody. And they say, all right. It's going to be Matt Seidel. Awesome high flyer. He's got the greatest... Shooting star press in the business. Nakazawa says, I am going to go make an impact. And he leaves the room and they're all like, what's he talking about? So he leaves and of course he's got the oil gimmick. So the next shot is Michael Nakazawa's got his oil and he puts oil all over the turnbuckle. So the part Dave didn't even mention last night, which is the funniest part is, they cut back and the Young Bucks and Kenny are watching the Battle Royal. And they see Seidel take the big botch, and they're like, oh, my God, this match is a disaster. It sucks. Shut that TV off. They shut the TV off because they're so disgusted with the Battle Royal. And so then Kenny Omega's like, God, this match was horrible. Who put this thing together? The Bucks are like, I guess we kind of did. Ha, he's all angry. And then Nakazawa walks in, and he says, oh, what happened? And they explain, oh, well, uh, we're not even watching this match because Seidel almost killed himself. And Nakazawa's all happy. And he goes, uh, I did that or something like that. And they, what do you mean? And he explains the baby oil. And they're all furious. And they kick him out of the room. And they're kicking the door. And they're all angry. Anyway, that was the explanation for Matt. why Matt Seidel slipped off the turnbuckle and almost killed himself. It's one of those things like, you don't need to tell that story. I mean, the guy slipped on the top turnbuckle and whatever, but something happened, and they decided, hey, it's being the elite. We're going to have an explanation for it. And it was actually a really funny explanation. So I did like that. Basically, what I'm taking out of that story is Dave broke you. He broke me? Yes. What does that mean? He does. He used to ask you about it, and you go, you know, did, did you watch? Did you watch? 
Well, here's the thing. I could have tried to explain all of being the elite, but that's Dave's gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Wrestling Observer Radio isn't Wrestling Observer Radio if I'm explaining being the elite. It's Wrestling Observer Radio if Dave is explaining being yeah, the elite. Yeah, but now you're admitting to watching it. Before it was just, you know, you would say, you know, did you well, watch it? Well, I feel like I that? shouldn't be watching it because that's part of my job is to is to recognize what they what they don't talk about on Dynamite that they assume everybody saw. So I go out of my way not to watch it. But every now, every few weeks, he sends me a text. You've got to watch it tonight. It's great. So I watched it. This person says, I don't blame the ref. They are instructed to call it as a shoot. If you look closely, it does look like she's tapping out. Maybe when she got pulled back into the hole, but... Yeah, I need to see some Sapruder film on this. According to Mick Foley, he said on Twitter that the ref thought Mickey popped her shoulder out of place. Well, there you go. Maybe on that's what? what happened. What was it on? Maybe what that's what happened. In- what was this information? Mick Foley on his Twitter. And I'm sure he probably immediately got a hold of Mickey to find out if she was okay. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now. And tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. 855-715-5721. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. 
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I should also put over from being the lead that Mr. Brody Lee is just the greatest. That's number one. And the other thing that was good was at the beginning of the, the very, very beginning, they're in promo class, they call it, which is preposterous because they don't have a promo class, but Eddie Kingston's in the hot seat. And they give him a cookie, and they want him to cut a promo on the cookie. And I was just blown away, not because it was like, you know, a great promo or anything like that, but Eddie Kingston has a a way of speaking and a delivery that is so compelling. Pat, no. It's like he he he's one of the. Remember when, when The Rock would like do these promos and people would say, The Rock can read the phone book, and people would listen. Like, I'm pretty sure that Eddie, Eddie Kingston's one of those guys that. Like, he could sit on national television in the middle of the ring and read a phone book, and, like, they wouldn't lose any viewers. He's such a compelling speaker. So that was really good as well. Dude, he did that last week. If anybody else was trying to keep that group together for as long as that angle went with Pentagon and and Phoenix and Butcher and Blade, it would not have worked. Him, he's the glue. He's going to be the glue to a lot of stuff that he's in because – he is just so good with that microphone. Thank God he is actually getting his, you know, bouquet of roses at this point because it would have been criminal if he went his entire career without it. This person says, with Mercedes, it makes zero sense. She debuted recently on NXT and then just called up before any sort of run. Well, listen, we told you, we told you when Retribution first debuted that right now they're just people under hoods. And they have not decided who is going to be in the group yet. And every week it was somebody different. And the reality was, I mean, at the time, they didn't know that Mercedes was going to be part of this group. And they they since have figured out that she's going to be. And granted, whatever list we've got, it could change by the time they actually unmask. So this is the way things operate. We talk to you about it every day. And we are here every day. Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern. Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. I want to thank everybody, twitch.tv slash F4W video, the mightier 1090 AM, and of course, Sports Byline Broadcasting, and our excellent producer, Dom, who never screws up. Ever. You too, Mike. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.